Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week, it's Dead on the Floor. Dead on the Floor. Bark coming from the floor over there. Yeah, I know. What is this deal? Lily. She's not even looking at us right now. Hey. Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. His name is David Anthony. This is a fact. My name is Tim Crisp. You know that. I'm the host of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Hey, we're here to talk about an Alkaline Trio song. I don't believe that at all. Not for a second. This week, just like we did... Three weeks ago, but you heard it last week. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's been a minute. And I felt like the last one was like really rushed. We were like, we got to get. Yeah, you had to go to work. Out of here. I think we did pretty good. I'm pretty proud of uh, last week's ep. One of my favorites, honestly. Oh, uh, that was a real that was a real powerhouse episode, in my yeah. opinion. You know, haven't I hadn't seen you uh, since then, and and listening to it, and listening to you know. What we talked about, uh, it was it, it meant a lot to to hear, and and it's it's always great spending this time with you. And Likewise, so and it was also nice. I, I feel like a lot of people were like, "Wow, I'm glad you're finally talking about Continental." People seem really stoked about that one. Yeah, more than maybe any other song we've covered, because I I don't I don't know. It seems like there's a similar feeling about it, and that was really nice to see. So thanks to everyone who tweeted at us or, or said a nice thing about that one. It's really nice hearing from you. And, you know, we, we also uh, put out a, a PA uh, a few weeks ago for for some positive feedback on uh, Apple Podcasts. As far as the ratings go, we were getting a little bit we were getting getting a little some bit flack. Yeah. I, was, I was feeling real down. I was like, oh, these if they knew me, mm-hmm. they wouldn't hate me so much. If they knew me, they would hate it so much more. That's true, mm-hmm. but um, you know, thanks to all of you for for getting out there and and letting your voices be heard. Uh, but hey, we got we got a track to talk about. We do have a track. To talk Enough about. of my yapping. Oh, Let's talk. Thank God that guy shuts up finally. So track four on this addiction, the band's seventh studio album. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't tell from the fact that they really use the number seven a lot in imagery for this, uh. It is the seventh record. This uh-huh. is the fourth song, Dead on the Floor. Uh-huh. And maybe this would be a good time to remind everyone of, you know, one of the, like, mini premises of this show mm-hmm. is that, you know, we both are, are lifelong Alkaline Trio fans, uh, although mine has a little bit of an asterisk next to it because I, when I, when we, by the time we got to, like, Agony and Irony, I was like, you know what? I think that my time with this band has passed yeah and you know i think i'm okay so i listened to agony and irony one time and i have never listened to this addiction and i've never listened to my shame is true not hating although people seem to think that i got that i'm like not qualified to be doing this podcast yeah because you know i just decided like hey there's better music out there but you know hey hey i feel i feel similarly where I feel like people think I'm going to defend all that stuff, and really, I've not. I've been pretty harsh on every late period song we've hit. 
You've certainly uh, been <laughs> been harsh, and I, I I've been trying to be you know more of like a. Uh, so how does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean it's a very like good cop bad cop approach uh-huh. in, in in spells here, but that's the thing is you know we both listen to a whole lot of music, and this would not crack into my ooh, top one hundred list of any of those years. Uh, these records right <laughs> um, right so and and this addiction it's been well documented is your least favorite yeah by a country mile um well what do you think of this track i kind of like this song it's not a bad <laughs> song so all these people oh man i can't all the all these people yeah. that hate on us for hating on things we like this track i uh, from the jump, I really like this song, and I think that it might have influenced why I was a little kinder to it when it was released. Uh-huh. Because while well, let's get this out of the way right up top, it's basically just San Francisco 2.0. Yeah, from like kind of the opening, you know, riff to the motions, to the fact it's it's also uh, about going on a plane. Going on a plane. <laughs> also, I want to point out that it's uh, exactly 4:20. Um, which, you know, I don't get it. Real crack up. Uh, but I really can't believe that it took the Alkaline Trio seven albums to write a song called Dead on the Floor. You yeah. Know? It's like it's like if I were starting an Alkaline Trio parody band, mm-hmm. there's a song called Dead on the Floor in there. No doubt about it. Just because that's like such a such a skiba phrase. Yeah. It's also... It's a weird title track, or like a weird title for this song, and kind uh-huh. of a weird like, because that's not really like in the central chorus, right? Or hook, yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's like the it's like the the lead into the chorus, yeah. And like knowing how much this record is really Skiba singing about Lord knows what. Uh, when I saw this track title, I was definitely like, oh, he wrote a song about spooky murderer, maybe. right? Right. You know, uh-huh. like that's what I was envisioning this to be but really it, it is just kind of the single like breakup song on what was his basically his divorce record sort of right <laughs> um and i think that's kind of why it works is they do they've always done a good job of being kind of a mid-tempo to slow band Definitely. and a lot of the material i really like from the later era slots into that I mean, I think that you can see that this is a track that is totally locked in uh, just by the way Derek is playing the drums. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, Derek is all over, especially like the intro riff, just all of those bell hits. He Mm -hmm. knows exactly how to accent at this speed. Mm -hmm. He's just so perfect behind, you know, what Matt's got here, which, you know, is a, it's a pretty straightforward to me. This song just screamed radio. Sure. Not the track radio by the alkaline trio, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm listening to it and I'm thinking like what I did first was I looked at the Wikipedia to see what the singles were for this record. And it's the title track. And then, uh, there's, uh, another one, that I don't know the names of any of these songs, but Dine Dine My Darling. It <sighs> I don't remember. But point being there was another song. And I was like I was like, damn, I'm really I'm really surprised that this isn't a single because I see this as such an alternative radio track. This is something that, you know, you would hear and 
and you know people that maybe aren't as much of a lifer as you are are really down with a song like this because it's so even it's such yeah, an yeah. even track there, well there's not really you know from the jump of it's it's a pretty classic skiba riff and kind of progression but there's a full commitment from the rest of the band and you know like you said about Derek just really filling in the spaces really well that's kind of been a bummer to me on the last couple of records of the more up-tempo songs. He's not really taking any chances or throwing anything in that I think is beyond what, you know, just kind of any old drummer would do. This song really shows like, oh, Derek is a great drummer. And, you know, Dan's playing while not, you know, really crazy or over the top. It just fills in these gaps really nicely. And they know how to, in a slower speed really kind of carry the song and just fill out it fill out the space with very very minor things and to your point like it was the same thing with agony and irony where i I don't think they really picked great singles for that and to me yeah it's like at the time this should have been all over a q101 or a k-rock or whatever but not putting this out as a single was an odd choice to me and i think that that's something that's pretty intriguing about this period of this band where, you know, I think about a band like Rise Against, who very quickly conquered, you know, the world of, mm-hmm. of you know, pop punk, slightly aggressive pop punk that they were in, and then just immediately transitioned into a big band. I saw Rise Against with my little brother at the Aragon Ballroom. They sold it out. That's mm-hmm. still insane to me. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Alkaline and Trio could do that here but that would be because they're from here yeah yeah, you know playing you know four digit cap rooms seems to have been like the the trajectory for this band if they'd gone ahead and transitioned into you know an alternative rock band which is something that i would not have been mad about no no and that's why i a lot of people kind of balk at agony and irony and i get it but i think the goods or the best material on that and the best material on this addiction are the songs that slot into that space really well. I, I just, I, there's this feeling to me of not really fully committing to it or maybe being a bit nervous to do so. But this feels like a classic Alkaline Trio song that's also, a, it could be a big alt radio hit. I think the same would have been true of a song like, Do You Want to Know off this addiction or uh, Agony and Irony. I think if that, which I think is maybe the strongest song on there, had that been led with, you know, though they, aside from in vain, rarely lead with Dan songs, like they have that material. They could have done it. But yeah, while they could sell the Aragon here or do three, four nights at Metro, which is equivalent, uh-huh. in the middle of the country, they aren't playing those sheds that Rise Against is playing. Right. Few bands of right now are. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, statement on on the state of guitar rock in general. It's not a statement on that. Uh It's a statement on the falteringness of live music across the board. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, honestly, a band like Rise Against is going to do better numbers there than Amigos is because they've put in the work and Uh Amigos outside of eight big cities ain't doing shit. Yeah, but Amigos streams pretty well. Yeah, but that's all faulty. If you eat um, McDonald's for every meal, you also aren't going to sustain a long lifespan either. This has been flurry. this has been uh, Radio Rock Talk with your hot DJs <laughs> David the Wiz and <laughs> Timothy Crisp. <laughs>
the thing about Dead on the Floor, though, it's it's just got it's got such a nice roll to it, you know. It's and and one of the things that I like about it is that uh, Skiba's word economy is really good here. It's a song that you know, like you said, he's going through a divorce when this record's going on, and this is a little bit of insight to you know his life you get it through this lyrics but you know it's it's just a good yeah heartbreak song and it's you know it's very mad skiba i mean the 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 title is enough mm-hmm. you know into the the black sea of our love it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know it's got a little bit of that of that you know his characteristic wordplay and all that stuff but it doesn't veer too far into the overly clever it yeah. doesn't veer too far into you know the like tim burton you know a jay sort of thing that he's got but it's unique it's it's got it's got a nice life to it i guess is what i'm trying to say is that it's it's a song that it it works really well within who he is as a writer and it's it gives you enough but it doesn't get too far into any of the you know kind of the subsets of what he does totally i mean uh I think if I were to make a compilation or like slim down Agony and I Are This Addiction, My Shame is True into one album that I think is really good, this track would make the cut. It would definitely be on there. However, I think this would be a filler song on A Good Morning. Yeah. It you would know? definitely be a filler song. Um, on and, and that just speaks to the strength of a record like that and some of the earlier stuff. Like, right. You know, it, it feels like a, a good song on From Here to Infirmary. Or Crimson, you know, one of those songs that's not like the standout, but is not getting in the way of anything. Right. This would be this would be really good as like the eighth track on one yeah. of those records. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, to me, like you said, there's there's some lines that are a little bit slotting into like half specific, half just kind of wordplay stuff. But by and large, I'm I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. Like I, I think that's I think that's where we're both at is that it's just like you know what this. Song's pretty good. It's it's a pretty good song on a on a record that you know we either don't care for or haven't heard, don't care to know. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that that's like that's as much as it gets from me though. Is that sure. I'm just like you know what? this is this is a pretty good track and well let's do a thought experiment. Uh huh. If this was the first single from it, and you heard it in passing when the record was released. Would you have listened to the record? Um, I mean, that's so hard. And that's the thing with this band, right? Yeah. They are a band that elicits such an emotional response. As we've discussed last week. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, going back to, I think the, the interesting thing about the Alkaline Trio is that they, we're all so attached to them and we're so protective of them. Yes. That, you know, when they veer off, it's hard not to be very upset. Totally. And there's, you know, there's a chance that I hear this then and I think like, whatever. Sure. But, you know, listening to it now where, you know, I've gone through all the phases that we all kind of go through with the things that we care about a lot when we're 16 and then we pass on to a different phase of life and you have to be like, no, that shit was lame come back around to it yeah, and yeah. so you know this is a song where i'm just like god this is just a good song like the guitar yeah. tone's really nice it's like it's a very like god damn it uh style guitar intro that is just 
only boosted by the fact that they know what they're doing with uh with a recording and how mm -hmm. to dial in a tone it sounds big and you have nice accents from Derek going you've got Dan chugging along doing the Dan thing the only thing that that gets in your way and makes you say oh why those fucking chimes when he yeah. says like snow don't do that don't do that ever unless you're just gonna make disintegration yeah i mean it's it's clearly pulling from that playbook but th that also speaks to a big issue that i have with this addiction as a whole and really a lot of the modern records is the soundboard sound effect thing that is going on because why i don't i don't really get it personally um it's just a way to to insert something that says we didn't really have a better idea yeah and, and to fill it out in a way this is the one that of all of the weird choices on this record one almost all of them fall in matt songs uh-huh but with this one i mind it the least it's not good right but it's not you know, yeah, falling like snow, they kind of hit it. They but I go. gotta take a shit on that. There's <laughs> yeah, no way no. that we're getting out of this without. <laughs> Listen, no. I'm being like overly nice to it right now. I don't it's like it. It's a good song. You I don't know? like it. Uh huh. But you know, I can forgive it. I can forgive it enough. It's not. It's not the like synths and eating me alive. Right. It's not the trumpet and lead poisoning. It's not basically like almost like motorcycle sounds on some of my Seamus True stuff. Like that, I really well. Can't they gotta abide. have the motorcycle sounds because there's a motorcycle on the cover. Well, I mean, uh, brief tangent. Have you ever listened to the band Manowar? No. Manowar, not a good band. Uh huh. Power metal band. They dress up like Vikings. Very goofball. Okay. They have one so record. So what is power metal? Exactly. Power metal is like a you know a ba a branch off the tree of traditional metal. Okay. Where well you yeah. You, clearly that's well, like no. well, what's no. pop punk no, no well no, it's no, like no. it's like punk traditional metal would be like uh, or a new wave of new album new wave of british heavy metal uh -huh. like an iron maiden right okay yeah yeah let's say you really liked iron maiden uh -huh. but you were really into fantasy yeah okay sure power metal kind of goofy but you get the you get the idea right very it's... fun very major key uh -huh. kind of stuff man of war has several songs where in place of a guitar solo they use a motorcycle. That's not a bad idea. And honestly, for Manowar, it works. If you're Matt Skiba, <laughs> I know that when your phone rings, it makes a motorcycle sound. Don't put that in the song. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, point taken. Motorcycles, yeah, they can. They have a place. Uh huh. In Manowar, nowhere else. Um, what do you rate this song? I would give this song three and a half black seas of love out of five. I give it three ships in the night out of five. That's fair, you know. And it, and I I think it's a it's a qualified rating. You know, it's it's this song is it's maybe it's a two and a half to a two on a on a good morning. Sure. Or from here to infirmary, but you know, within within this uh, this era of the band yeah this is a this is a three out of five this is a totally. good song it's this is a song that doesn't upset me this is a song that doesn't make me think what the fuck this is a song when i've seen them play it live i've enjoyed it i'd be down you know so like this is yeah it, once you're in three 
in terms of our three skulls out of five, that's technically a positive rating. Uh huh. Statistically yeah. speaking, St- most things are average to bad. <laughs> this one, I would not qualify as that. I'm even more generous to it. Well, I appreciate that. And hopefully our listeners do too. Tell us what you think. I'm at DB Anthony. He's at Better Yet Pod. I can't remember if there was a pod on it or not. Yeah. Anyway, let us know what you think. Hit us up. It's nice to hear from you. It's super nice to hear from you. We are we are so glad to hear that that people are out there and that they're enjoying the conversation. It's 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 nice to see you. It's nice to it's nice to see you. Spend time. It's nice to sit in the fart room with this dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Chloe's gone, so Lily's yeah, Lily's here and and thinking that she owns the freaking place, but. Uh, you know, we, we, we get to do this once a week because because we enjoy spending the time together. So we're really happy to hear that you all are enjoying the time too. Uh, subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, tell a friend about the show. That's that's what we got. We'll be we'll be back next week and we are looking forward to it. We will see you then. Thanks, folks. Now it's falling like snow.